Welcome to Collected Sorceries, a podcast about Magic the Gathering and other some such with wither too. Here to four. Here to four. I am your host, Jonathan Franklins. And I am your host, Ethan Shell. And he is your host, mm-hmm. Ethan Shell. <laughs> Ethan Shell what? <laughs> it's exactly. People say, uh... I say, oh, I'm more, people say, oh, I'm more of a social drinker. You know, when someone says, I think I'll have a drink, I say, social eye. <clears throat> <laughs> Ethan Shell <laughs> discuss <a> joke. <laughs> discuss <It's> funny. <laughs> We're gonna talk today magic. about Magic: The Gathering. It's gonna be fantastic. We're gonna well. talk about the fact that the Russo brothers are doing an animated Magic: The Gathering show for Netflix. Cannot wait. You went to Friday Night Magic last week. We're going to talk about what happened there. Yep, about what happened. We're going to talk about Modern Horizons, which, to my disappointment, had nothing to do with the Disneyland, Disney World Horizons ride. That's fair. And we're going to talk about an evolution of a black-white deck that we have previously referenced. Yes. But first, let's just, I just want to ask, how are you doing today? What did you do today? Oh, uh, let's see. I uh, worked on some knife projects. Knife projects? Yeah. Um, I, this wasn't today, but recently I assembled that, that black white deck. Oh. I got, it's got a Kaya. Kaya. And, oh, sorry, Kaya, Bane of the Dead. Kaya, Bane of the Dead. It's got some. I'm a big fan of Kaya, Bane of the Dead, personally, in my limited experiences in getting back into black-white decks. Yeah, it has some grasping thralls. Grasping thralls. It has... Uh, thralls. Oh, isn't that like redundant? Aren't thralls always grasping? Always, always grasping. A uh, couple Child of Night. I guess child children, of Night. Children of Night. Children, shame on the night. No, wait, that's different. <laughs> We should throw that clip in there. Uh, a couple of foil syndicate messengers. I'll save you the time right now. In the yeah. future, this show's going to be very highly produced. We're going to throw in clips everywhere. But yes. right now, yes. I ain't going to throw clips in no. anywhere ever we'll just, again. We'll just say the clip. I'm just going to say, shame on the night. There we go. People will be like, I don't know what that is. And I'll be like, go Dio. Listen, listen to Dio. It's amazing. Because There's some it's children of the night. And also, someone's thrown away their children. But yeah, See, this is the thing. All magic decks are secretly Dio albums. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. And a lot of magic cards are secretly Dio albums. Exactly. Because honestly... Yeah. Night of Sorrows. What yeah. a Dio song that was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't, re- you know, who doesn't remember... Uh, who doesn't remember the mob rules? Yeah, Banehound. Bane the, the wonderful uh, uh, album by by Dio, uh, Ill-Gotten Inheritance. Bane, how as I that. recall, was famous for its most notable quote. Is, uh, you were born in the darkness, but I am going to go get a sausage. Yes. I, I wish I could train a pack of them for hunting in the Undercity, mm. but I never dare turn my back. And I'd hate to think what I'd have to feed them. Ah, yeah. It's it's not really a dog. Like it's if you look really at the art, dog. you know. But if you believe hard enough, yeah. anything can be anything, almost. Pretty much oh. as as the what was it? Owl Turd Comics uh, shown. I don't know what that is, but I don't want to find <laughs> out right now. So. It's nothing to do with owls or turds. That's just owls the name. Or okay, well, I did significantly less magic-based things today. 
I the most recently I watched uh, uh, season five of Black Mirror. Oh man, which didn't take that long because it was only three episodes long. Was because they're you know Black Mirror is not as only a few episodes per season. They're yeah. all about an hour apiece, and they're all like crazy pants. I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, well, depending on how much uh, Twilight Zone and other similar shows you've seen, actually you, for I mean, season five, yeah, I mean, Black Mirror definitely gets more out there than a lot of other shows sometimes. But I mean, Bandersnatch, like but, that was, yeah, that was pretty out there. Yeah, that was that was very progressive. That was slash experimental. Yeah, it was weird. But I will say that for season five, season five isn't as out there as some of the previous episodes have been. A lot of it's based in you know, not necessarily reality, but things that are very like tangentially close to reality like you know not like ooh, we have those things but the version or iteration of it that the characters are using are kind of extrapolated into the future okay yeah like in the first like episode or whatever they're using like vr and i'm like well we have vr but they're using like sort of amazing their vr VR is nice and you know and polished and all the bugs are gone yeah yeah like if you see a 3d printer in in black mirror it's gonna be way fancier you know it's gonna be a fair bit better than even like the high end industrial stuff, you know, right now. Yeah. Or it's like, hey, we can print dissimilar, we can, you know, uh, ultrasonic weld dissimilar metals, you know, so we can make something, you know, of different layers of like very super thin layers of uh, metal. Yeah, absolutely. You got to just make all the alloys. Yeah. Alloys. Eventually you'll hit one that, that you like. You know, I just realized they missed a huge opportunity when they did not call Transformers alloyed alloys. Or allied alloys. Oh, man. That's kind of what I was trying to say, but I'm not very yeah. good with the words at the moment. That's because okay. my mind's been fried by all the Black Mirror. Yeah. Black Mirror, the season five of Black Mirror has a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, which strikes me as low. That's the thing. I've been hearing, I wanted to look it up yeah. because I've been hearing people haven't really liked season five all that much so far. Yeah. It just came out today, yeah. but... But I actually liked it a lot. Like I didn't think it was amazing, but I I liked overall. I liked it. I really did. So this was weird. We'll talk about it sometime. You'll have to watch it, and we'll do a whole Black Mirror review. It'll be go. absolutely relevant to our Magic the Gathering <laughs> podcast. Anyway, that's what you did today, and that's what I did today. Do you want to go? Since you started talking about the white black deck, do you want to go further into that or? Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, let's, let's speaking just kick of, things off. Yeah, the color right black. Now, Here's our you, segue. Uh, Listen, last week, you might have heard that I made a white-black deck as my first deck getting back into Magic the Gathering after 15 years. And Ethan has updated it and added some things in and made it interesting, and he's going to tell us what he's done. Oh, the hijinks that oh, you can pull hijinks. with black-white. The black-white hijinks you can pull... I'm very excited. What have you yeah. done to upgrade my deck today? It's basically a, it's it's sort of, you know, I, I took all the black white cards that I had enough copies of, you know, that I had like at least a playset of. It has, it's it's sort of a controlly deck, or kind of a mid range deck because I the, like a controlly deck. The, the mana curve tops out at about, uh, I believe five or no a six, because Kaya is a six six cost card. Yeah. And the Knight of Sorrows is five, and the Grasping Thrall is five, and that's about where it tops out. That's not unreasonable. Yeah, so it's pretty... Like, the goal is to to win, you know, kind of by the mid-game. Yeah, um, yeah. Because some de- you know, sometimes a deck will, you know, run out of gas. Oh, yeah. If it's like, well, I played out all my cards, or I don't have any, any fancy... 
crazy things to do. No, sometimes you'll use, yeah. you know, you'll use your tricks is. near the beginning. If you get your tricks near the beginning, and you'll be like, whoops. Whoops, silly rabbit tricks from the end game. Either that or you won't draw your tricks, and then you'll have to hold out, and you'll be like, oh, no, I have 50,000 lands, but yeah. nothing to spend them on. Exactly, exactly. So there's a uh, one Kaya Bane of the Dead, because that's all I have. One is... Kaya Bane of the Dead. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> uh, then the five costs are uh, Grasping Thrall. Grasping Thrall. And... Uh, Night, Night of, of Sorrows. Sorrows. Night of Sorrows. <laughs> and then dropping down the curve, going in normal reverse order. Ill gotten inheritance for four. And what is the other? I believe. I do love ill gotten inheritance. Senate Messenger. Senate Messenger. Sorry. Syndicate Messenger is four. Syndicate Messenger. <laughs> and then the three drops. You don't are... want to mess with the Syndicate. No. Uh, the Orzhov locket is three. But you want to kill them, not the messenger. Exactly. Right? Don't don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. Uh, four viscopal vampires. Don't shoot the messenger. Because <laughs> he's only <laughs> there to <laughs> deliver <laughs> a message. Uh, yeah, syndicate messenger is three. The Orzhov locket is three. Ooh. And then the two drops are... Oh, the Oath of Kaya is three. Oath of Kaya! Yeah, so there's three cards that three are two drops. Three cards stud. Yeah. Uh, and then there's... In the two drop slot, there's final payment. Final payment. There you go. Make your final, final payments, payments today. Today. Uh, Imperious Oligarch is a two drop. And Child of Night. Child is of Night. The other two drop. The places I've been and what I've seen. I'm interested. Child of Night. This deck you've built is intriguing on many levels. Yeah. I'm it's glad you Similar like it. to the thing that I had the other day, but there's less Different of the stuff. other things. Yeah. More, more like this. Less Is there any of, cruel celebrants in there? Did you say that? Uh, no, but I should put some cruel celebrants. Yeah, I didn't in there, think that's the any. thing. I didn't think yeah. you said cruel celebrants. Yeah, and I may remind you that how I won last time was with cruel was celebrants. Cruel celebrants. So, so I'll, have to, I'll have to make some room for the cruel celebrants. Obviously, we want to try different things, but I'm a superstitious man, and you know. Yeah. Sometimes you need to celebrate cruelty. Exactly, and then in the one drop slot is the Twilight Panther. Which is our favorite. Oh, and, yeah, I love the Twilight. Murder character. Kitten. And it's got Death Touch. That's why I love it. Yeah, and then the Bane Hound, which is another one one for one with oh, Life Bane Link and Haste. Bane um, Hound. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So there's that. That's fascinating. The As far as rares go, it's not super spendy. No, it doesn't uh, this sound version like it. has Oath of Kaya, and I think that's it. Yeah. I mean, you could put in. If you want, you could put in Bolas' Citadel, which is basically just a mm, a fancy... It's an artifact and also kind of a fancy version of Necropotence, which is a super busted card from back in the day. Yeah. Where you basically... Um, you in, in both cases, you pay life... It lets you pay life instead of mana for spells. <laughs> and because human sacrifices exactly. happen at the Citadel of Nicol Bolas. Exactly. He's, he's, he's all about throwing... Bodies in the wood chipper. He's all about um, both mechanically and I guess lore wise. Oh, lore wise! I love lore. You're a big Star Trek: The Next Generation fan. I am a big Star Trek: The Next a Generation big, fan. Big fan of Data's evil, evil twin brother. I, was, lore. I wasn't sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure if like twin or because they're both I mean, androids. They're basically, <laughs> twin brothers. Yeah, they're both Brent Spiner. That's true. They're the same man being the same man's brother. Exactly. The same man being the same man's brother. The same man being the same man's brother. Kind of like uh, Nicolas Cage in that film. In that film about Face Off. Or Jackie Chan in that other... That wasn't Face Off. Oh. That was Adaptation. Oh. By uh, Char- Charlie uh, Charlie Kaufman. 
where Nicolas Cage is two brothers in the same movie. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty great. I was going to say, speaking of black, white, and, and vampires, we should also show you Vampire's Kiss if you haven't seen it already. Vampire's Kiss? Nicolas Cage chewing the scenery. Just like delicious, delicious beef jerky. Oh, I've seen Vampire's Kiss. I've seen both the Nicolas Cage movie and also, let me tell you about my ex-wife. <laughs> fair, fair enough. That's a show for another day. And a day for another show. And today is the day that we talk about... Our draft day. Our draft day. So, yes. Draft day movie with Kevin Costner about the NFL draft. Not very good. Surprising, given that pretty much everything Kevin Costner is in is at least... I mean, it's like... That's generally what people's consensus Prince is. Prince of Thieves, 13 Days, The Postman. I have an admission to admit. What's that? I don't dislike Kevin Costner, but I don't think I like Kevin Costner as much as everybody else likes Kevin Costner. That's fair, but it's also on, on brand for you. Like, it is Like, you're brand. more... Like, if there's a movie that everyone likes, you will come out and say, it was a little bit overrated, but you have good reasons. Sometimes, like, yeah. Like, like, Into the Spider-Verse. Like, oh, was, let's not get started there. People will kill me. That's true. They People may will attempt... kill me because my opinion was Into the Spider-Verse was good. That's that's fine. I mean, if you're, an, I mean, it's it's really important if you're in animation, oh, because yeah, it yeah. does a lot of things. Well, then that we've already solved this yeah. mystery. We've solved this mystery we have, many yeah. times over, which is that people watch movies, and I, you know, like people watch movies completely differently. I watch movies from a writing perspective. A lot of people watch movies from a directing perspective. Some people just watch for some, acting. Some people just watch them. Some yeah. as crazy as that sounds, yeah, like, to uh, be entertained. That's not really. I mean, that's the thing, though. People are paying, whether or not they're actively thinking about it, people are paying attention to different things. People are either that's paying true, yeah. attention to the music or paying attention to the performances. Like, they might not be actively thinking about it, but some people watch movies like a director, even if they're yeah. not actively thinking about it. Yeah. Or some people watch movies like a writer, even though they're not actively thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. It's just kind of yeah. how net people naturally are. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Dan Harmon can't watch a movie or a show without going, what would I have done different? I'm positive that's true. Like, like I know I watch Gravity Falls. Like, you can watch it once for the show, and then you can watch it again for the background paintings, and then again for the Brad Breek soundtrack, and then again for all the star power they get voice-wise. So, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson, Weird Al, you know, J.K. Simmons, Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. Pow, pow, pow. You know, Matt Chapman. Matt Chapman. Uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah. Off Nickerman. Pat, Matt Chapman. Pat Oswald and Nick Offerman I were both in uh, Parks and Rec. Oh, that's right. Pat Oswald had that incredible filibuster scene that he ad libbed. Yeah. Oh my goodness, I watched that. I only, uh, I only, I only bring this up because I watched it like two days ago. And I have my Pat Oswald fighting crime shirt. That's on. true. This is true. I actually wasn't going to bring it up, but then you said Nick Offerman, and you really left me no other alternative. Uh, yeah. What? There was no. Yeah, you had to. You I wouldn't blame you. I wouldn't blame you for having to. So what's next? Um, the the F and M draft deck from this past Friday. Yes. What happened? Uh, forcing quote unquote uh, blue black mill because it's more of the spark and because I missed Guilds of Ravnica which has blue black my favorite color and so mm. now I get to play blue black uh, freely in War of the Spark and not be punished for it. Solid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was a blue black a mass deck with. Uh, Bond of Insight, which is oh, the blue sorcery that both players mill four cards. Yeah. So it's it's the common thing in Magic where it's like symmetrical effects are fair. Well, they're they're fair 
only in in theory. Like they're if fair. you build around them, they're not. Say, fair. Yeah, they're they're fair if you don't account for strategy, <laughs> exactly. which could be built into how you're using. Them. Exactly. The other the other part of Bond of Insight is both players mill four cards. Okay, then you search your whole library for up to two instant inner sorcery cards and put them in your hand. Yes. And I believe this costs either four or five mana. Uh, so it had two of those. Oh, and it had like it. Yeah, I it like had it one Ashiok Dream Render, mm, Dream which Render. is the uncommon Planeswalker, where it's like, hey, mill the top. Uh, you can tick him, tick him down, or I think it's her, actually. Uh, uh, tick down Ashiok. Uh, opponent mills the top four cards, and then exiles their graveyard. So in a 40-card draft deck, you know, that oh, gets... Yeah. Bonkers pretty quick. Yeah, I did yeah. win one Nothing's of my matches. Back. Yeah, this, yeah. It's from all, this point yeah. forward, nothing comes back. Yeah, your dreams are gonna get rent. Yeah, dream render. Which is, which is not to say that your dreams are going to have AIDS. It's a different sort of rent. dream render. I believe then, you can exile your whole graveyard. <laughs> oh, what else was in there? I think I had a couple of copies of. Oh, I had a charity extractor, Ooh. and which is a one-five life link for. Five, I believe, and then well, let me tell you, I used yeah. to have a couple of friends that had some charity extractors, <laughs> and then a couple of copies of Unlikely Aid, which is an instant that is target creature gets plus two, plus zero, and indestructible. Indes- um, indestructible. So you make your you know your one five life link, a three five life link, and it won't win you the game on its own, but it will definitely you know in conjunction with other things yeah yeah it's it's like an extra step yeah it's one step closer to victory exactly at least survival uh i got a i got a vizier of the scorpion oh vizier (laughs) which is a black zombie that uh when it comes into a play uh you get to amass one and all uh zombie tokens you control have death touch and now, because, nice. because it's a vizier of the scorpion, now we is the moment when we we uh, we go think about the mummy returns, and we wonder what the rock scorpion king's uh, vizier would look like. Yeah. If Jafar from Aladdin was this the vizier of the rock in Mummy Returns, does does Jafar as the scorpion king's vizier in the Scorpion King also have death touch? The world may never know. Um. Well, since he's from Aladdin, I'd say probably not. But also, probably since not. he's from The Mummy, I would think probably so. so. I was going to say, Death Touch is not a Disney mechanic, <laughs> which is no, funny because... No, it is. It, it's definitely a Disney mechanic. You ever seen Hercules? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Or, or at least or at least like Wither, which is similar flavor-wise. That, yeah. Wither is is this creature deals damage, uh, combat damage in the form of minus one, minus one counters. Minus as one. As opposed to Death Touch, where it's like any amount of damage this creature deals is enough to destroy something. Oh yeah, uh, it deals damage too. Yeah, um, yeah, but still, yeah. Um, God, now I'm just thinking about Theros block and Hercules because Theros was the whole Greek set. Oh yeah, and I'm like, and there are people who, who do that. They'll build a whole set around about like Overwatch oh. and take all the card frames and and Photoshop and you know or, or or draw in you know Overwatch characters, which I am all about. <clears throat> yeah. Think, 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 think. Think, think, like Winnie the Pooh would do. Exactly. Tell me, what else happened at Friday Night Magic? Uh, I. What was in this magical went, land? Uh, two and one. I got. Well, I mean, one I'd be remiss if I didn't point losses, out yeah. that last week you and Jay said that you were going to force me to go to Friday Night Magic, and then it's gonna you happen. didn't. <laughs> That was the problem. Which we, we, I have means I win. We See, didn't. I kind of, yeah. I, now I feel like I've made a mistake by bringing this up because I feel like this week I'm going to. We didn't want to force you. If I had you. just said nothing, I would have continued to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we didn't We didn't want to force you, but we wanted to say we were going to force you to go. Yeah. As like kind of a statement. 
and we yeah. might still get you to go, but it would have to, you know. Problem is that involves money, and I have approximately no money. Uh, we could we could probably pay for your first. We can make the first one free. Uh, <laughs> you'll catch more one one fly tokens now, with honey than you will with vinegar. Now who's got charity touch? Uh, the, the, da, da. Charity power. Char- you've got the charity punch. Where's Vince DeCole yeah. when you need him? Ba-da-da. Exactly. Oh. Or at the very least... um. Am I Vince DeCole's <laughs> biggest fan? Or at the very least, the guy who wrote the song for... One of the songs for Sailor Moon. The Sailor Moon soundtrack. Vince DeCole? Uh, it may very well be Vince DeCole, yeah. That might know. be the name I'm thinking of. I don't know. I don't know. Um, All I know yeah. that he's done is Rocky IV and the original Transformers movie and that one song uh, from uh, Hughes Turner Project, which is the best song. Does it also sound like the Sailor Moon music and the Rocky music and the Transformers music? If I recall the Sailor Moon music correctly, there is a lot of 80s synth to yeah. it. Yeah. And that is what he is famous for. Okay. And that is what trans- okay. the original Transformers, Rocky IV, and that Hughes, Glenn, you know, Hughes Turner Project song all have in common. <clears throat> A lot of people don't think Vince DeCola do what he... A lot of people don't think Vince DeCola be like he is, but he do. A lot of people think that you should drink Vince Pepsi, but I like Vince DeCola. <laughs> Vince, Vince DeCola. Is Vince to Pepsi okay? No, it's no, not okay. No, that's why I asked for Vince DeCola. I want the touch. I want the power. Power. Exactly. We should make that a soft drink. That sounds great. They just came out with Mountain Dew Liberty Brew. Which is weird because... It's actually... It's weird because they named it like it's a beer, even though it's just another flavor of Mountain Dew. Yeah. For, like, Uh, I think 4th of July, maybe? Yeah. Because at present, I I have complicated feelings on products that are branded with, you know, the U.S. flag. As far as a soft drink goes, it was... It was as benign as I could imagine. It did have Lady Liberty riding on a motorcycle, which, as as like an image concept, I, I thought was pretty great. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Lady Liberty. I'm a, Lady Liberty. Uh, I'm America a big fan Chavez. of Lady Liberty. I'm a big fan of ladies. I'm a big Lady. fan of Liberty. Yeah, America Chavez. Uh, so this Russo brothers. Uh, produced animated Magic the Gathering show for Netflix. Yeah, the Russo I'm, brothers. I'm, I'm curious. Directors, formerly of uh, Community, and then also of uh, you know, Captain America's. Yeah, the one, Captain's America. One, one through 11, except not really, because number one was directed by Joe Johnston. But yeah. two through Endgame, Russo brothers. Oh, that's right. Not all Marvel yeah. movies, but... Yeah. You know, they did uh, Civil War, they did uh, Winter Soldier, I'm pretty positive. They did uh, Infinity War and Endgame, Russo Brothers. So if you guys like uh, the community with Dan Harmon and the, to Donald Glover, Allison Brie, Glow Season 3, coming the, August um, 9th. Was it Joel McHale? Or is it Joel McHale. Joel, okay, Joel. Joel uh, McHale. Okay. And yeah, uh, Chevy Chase and uh, Yvette Nicole Brown and Ken Jong, both of whom they forced into uh, Avengers. Oh man! Is, it didn't is, bother me like it bothered everybody else. Bro. Is Ken Jong gonna play? And I'm taking a risk here. Is Ken Jong gonna play Snapcaster Mage? Because if you look up the art for Snapcaster Mage, it could just be me. Um, and in the event that it isn't, uh, when I look at Snapcaster Mage, I see Ken Jong. I'm not even entirely sure how that would work. I mean, yeah. how would you anticipate that working? Yeah, I mean, Joel McHale could play Teo the Shield Mage. 
Um, Donald Glover could play a young Teferi. I'm just, I'm just if casting this, this in my head show, now. It's just community. If the voice cast of this show was the was oh, I, w- I was going for live physical casting. Yeah, voice yeah, casting. Yeah, that's why I was confused oh. because you seemed oh, like you were hinting at something physical. But the show that they're making for Magic: The Gathering is animated. It's animated. Yeah, and it, and it's real. So you texted it to me, and I was like. Is this for real? Because it's one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, I was very excited because I said, I yeah. know who the Rooster Brothers are and I know what Netflix is and I don't know what animated shows are, which puts me far more in my depth exactly. than usual. And you know an increasing amount about Magic the Gathering. So I do. So you're like three and three quarters. You're like three and a half for four. Yeah, I know, right? Which is a pretty I think incredible a half ratio. Is pretty, uh, it's pretty optimistic to say half, but I'm well, getting there. It's a process. I, I, I've known you long enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you are a, you are a not unreasonable man. <laughs> me getting there is is part of the process. It's, it's the journey. The, not as the I said last time, I am the Ken Watanabe, which having seen Godzilla now, <laughs> I am s- such a fan of that. Oh, it's Ken like, Watanabe, Sir, great. Bolas is attacking the city, and Rakdos is, you know, Rakdos is also attacking the city. But there's fire, and, and children are entertained, and there's blood, and circuses. What should we do? And you and you just walk up and you're like, let them fight. Yeah, oh, I mean they weren't fighting to start, but I don't maybe think you've they will. Seen Godzilla yet? I, I have not, but I've, oh. I've I've heard that they say he's got to go. He, he yeah, actually the end credits are a cover of that Blue Oyster Cult song. That was one of my a favorite cover? things. I did not realize who was doing the cover at the time, but in the credits I saw it was uh, the vocals were by Serge Tonkian from System of a Down. Wow, just a weird random thing I noticed. That is really because even if you've heard System of a Down and and the um, what is it, Lie Lie Lie, which is the the sim, part of the symphonic System of a Down, Blue Oyster Cult is still a weird leap for yeah. Surge. Yeah, it's, like as far as like the style. Yeah, the styles are you know somewhat different. Like you, you got Poco Poco, and then you got you know Lie Lie Lie. More different, I'll say that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you could go from uh, what is it, uh, Anne Margaret. To Vince DiCola. That sounds great. Yeah. From I, no matter what happens in yeah. my life, my the name of my autobiography is now from Anne Margaret to Vince DiCola. <laughs> just like Vince DiCola with the synth singing "Put a Little Love in Your Heart." I am. Oh God, this is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Swing low, ba, da, 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 da. Vince when did Anne margaret die wasn't she alive fairly recently isn't she still alive she might be like like it might be that like yeah, she's still alive okay. it's not too late we could have Anne margaret and vince DiCola do a team up <laughs> it might be that that wholesome but but uh not overwhelming you know uh religious attitude yeah like in a, in a in a way that's she's not pushing it on you but it, it you know it, it radiates off her in, in shockingly pleasant waves. Wow, you've given... created the musical <laughs> collaboration yeah. I never knew I needed to see. Yeah, yeah in your life, Anne yeah. Margaret and Vince DiCola. Yeah, yeah, and then Anne Margaret will be singing You Got the Touch, but but in her style. I don't know, I, I think we should write original... I'm going to write it, we should write a song. Yeah. We should write a song for we Anne Margaret and We should write mashups DiCola. that don't contain, like, lyrics from either artist. That's it's the thing, I don't think we should write it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should mash up the styles. It's just, and yeah, what we should Anne write Margaret... We should write an original Vince song. Vince DiCola yeah. and Margaret. Arena Rock. But Ethan and Roy accidentally added another ingredient to the to the recording. Uh, Symphony X. <laughs> I don't think we should write the keys part, though, because that's what Vince DiCola has to write. Yeah. yeah. But we could write a general concept and that general outline for yeah. our and Margaret Vince DiCola team up. Exactly. See what I did there with the Symphony X, Chemical X, Powerpuff Girls. Oh. Joke. 
it makes sense when you explain it. Sugar. But obviously I did not get it when you were saying it. Okay. And everything nice. That makes sense. Symphony X. Oh, I used to watch Powerpuff Girls all the time. I watched Powerpuff Girls a long time. What are you doing the X-Men theme? Oh, uh, no. just just. Oh, no. I was just trying to do the Powerpuff Girls theme as played by Symphony X. As played by Vince DiCola. <laughs> sure. Anyway, this Russo Brothers show. How do you think it's going to... They said it's going to be about the planeswalkers defending the realm good, good. from planeswalking. What's, what's funny is I had heard about, like... Uh, a, another Magic the Gathering podcast, which is beloved, yeah. uh, and is is kind of professorial, uh, a YouTube channel rather. Okay, um, good, good. Mentioned, good yeah, referencing yeah, it without floated, plugging it, because you know I don't yeah. like to plug other people's stuff on yeah. my show. <laughs> uh, floated this individual, floated the, the rough idea of a Magic the Gathering Saturday morning cartoon show. I mean, yeah. obviously... It's not Saturday morning, but you know it'll no, have. No. You, you can know, watch a it on Saturday morning if you exactly, like. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Ki- kids these days uh, don't know, but I don't know when they maybe come they out. Do, but you yeah. could theoretically watch it back to back with the Jurassic Park animated show they're doing. Wow. Yeah. Oh man. Not the Russo brothers. I mean Netflix. Netflix yeah. is doing a Jurassic Park animation. Man. That'd be weird. Yeah. That would be kind of a weird slap in the face to Marvel if the Russo brothers were like, "Now we're doing Jurassic Park." Your only competitor left in entertainment, Universal. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess there's other studios. Yeah. Russo is like, suck our ill-defined, you know, dinosaur-esque, you know, you know, uh, Hollywood money. Hollywood dong. money. Yeah. Hollywood I was about to say dinosaur dong, like ill-defined. Anyway... This is an area that I think no one... I thought the show was becoming inaccessible when we talked about Anne Margaret and Vince DiCola, but this is something else entirely. It's a different kind of inaccessible. This is a different kind of inaccessible. But yes, the Russo brothers... Uh, planeswalkers. Planeswalkers. It's I. We don't have a lot of details yet, but I think we should probably. I think we should do a voice casting thing where we come up with. Oh, absolutely! Who yeah, voice different people. Yeah, could we get um? Oh, what's the lady? The um, casting director for Avatar: The Last Airbender. Can we get her on this on this project? Uh, well, one, I don't know who was the casting director for Avatar Last oh, Airbender. She has more Emmys and than B, God. Oh, I'm casting. So oh, no. that's that's fair. Yeah, I am the best casting director. Yeah, I've decided to put Anthony Mackie in everything. <laughs> okay, no, that's not true. Okay, uh, he he, could be in some he's Falcon, though. right? He's Falcon. Okay, yeah. I get the mix up because him and Sebastian Stan and uh, Chadwick Boseman. I get he is also up. in season five of uh, Black Mirror, which is why okay. he's on my mind. Okay. What is her name? I don't know. I don't know what her name Avatar is. Avatar Last Airbender has Michael Dante DiMartino. I remember well, that name. I have name. a computer right here. Yeah. So you vamp. I remember I Brian Konietzko. Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. Uh, casting, casting director. She has more Emmys than God. Director. She's worked in a ton of stuff. A she casting director? On, her, yeah. Well, the first name that came up was a man. So. Oh. Um, Andrea Romano. Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Andrea Romano. She Andrea was the Romano casting director acted- for... Uh, the casting director, like uh, yeah, I know who Andrea. Oh, that's the weird oh, thing. Yeah. I know who Andrea Romano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim vs. Ba- or Batman the animated series. AKA yeah, Bru- B- she Tass. did stuff for a lot of the Bruce Tim shows. Yeah, yeah. probably Batman Beyond. Um, Justice League for Justice sure. Justice League, yeah. yeah. Avatar: The Last Airbender, a million bajillion things. 
Um, oh, yeah, can she's we get retired her? now. Yeah, oh, I was like, that's why can dream. we get her? Yeah, I guess you won't have well, to take my casting job away from me. <laughs> no, you selfish bastard. I mean, ac- accidentally, I'm not selfish. Anymore. Yeah, well, here we go. Well, yeah, yeah. So, no Andrea Romano casting director. We'll be the casting directors, but no. So That's right. Our, so, so we haven't fantasy cast it yet for the voice actors. What we have fantasy cast is our fantasy cast director. Yeah. Wow. So, in in a fantasy, you know, property. In a fantasy property, it it's all like ties fantasy together, really. all the way down. Yeah, <laughs> turtles all the way down. That's turtles, turtles everywhere, and not a drop to drink. Yeah, obviously, it's it's turtles, tur- turtle cards from Magic: The Gathering that are famous. You know, it's so turtles in a half. Yeah, show. yeah, turtle power. Turtle power. They're the plane's most fearsome planes walking team. They're the planes fears they're most casters walking on most. a they're casters on a half shell and they're not green. Yeah, they're not green. They're blue. When the evil bullets attacks, those gatewatch folks don't cut them out back. Yeah. I you know who wrote that song? Um I I might not Ron Wasserman. I did. Oh, okay. I wrote it. <laughs> okay. Because Ron Wasserman wrote uh, the Power Actually, Rangers uh, music. Actually, I was, I was going to say I did because I expected you to have the right answer. But since you <laughs> oh, I did not know. Since you don't know, the real answer is Chuck Lorre. Really? Yeah. Fun fact oh, about sh- Chuck Lorre. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Take In, that. Clip of General Pepper from Star Fox 64. What? Clip of General Pepper. <laughs> dot wav. Dot. D- Gen Pep. Sixty four dot wav. Wave um, wave wave file. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Yeah, General. Oh wow. So uh, yeah, Chuck Chuck Lore. Um, yeah, Chuck Ron. Lorry, yeah. Uh, Ron Wasserman wrote the Chuck Power Lorry, Rangers. Producer of Big Bang Theory and other such shows. Yeah, Ron Wasserman wrote the Power Rangers music. Two and a half men. The intro music. That's right. Two and a half men, which is a weird. I have weird feelings about this show because my parents really liked it, and 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 I sort of enjoyed the premise, and maybe it's been like, I you know thing things about Charlie Sheen that I didn't have time to verify. I actually didn't like um, that show, but that's weird because when I say that, people are like, "Oh, are you one of those people who thought it was fashionable to hate it?" And I was like, I, "No, I didn't really like overly hate it with like a burning passion. It was it was one of those no. I didn't think about it at all. I just watched it a couple times, and I was like." Eh. And then I moved on with my life. Yeah, and I think at one point they replaced Charlie Sheen with Ashton Kutcher, so it was yes, the guy did. whose name I forget who was supposed to be... John think, Cryer. Yeah, John Cryer. There we go. Wasn't he sort of a feminine gay friend from uh, Dharma and Greg with Megan Mullally, or was that, was that somebody else? Uh, first of all, Dharma and Greg, completely different show than Will and Grace, and you're yes. thinking of Jack, who was played by... Uh, uh, Sean... Okay. Wow, my mind's blanking, but okay. I know it's I, not John Cryer. Okay. Because John Cryer was in 16 Dif- Candles. Okay, different person. And John Cryer was also in the movie Holy Man, starring Jeff Goldblum Dif- uh, and I, I Eddie Murphy. Movie. That's right. And Eric McCormick. Funny story. Ties all back into Will and Grace, because it- Eric McCormick played Will. Right. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I did get the mixed up, because Dharma and Greg was the weird one where they had old hippie parents, and Dharma was also hippie, and Greg was a lawyer, and it was like, ah, you know, juxtaposition. Will and Grace was different... And I forget Will and things Grace about was Will and the Grace. One where Deborah Messing was in love with Eric McCormick because who wasn't? But Eric McCormick was gay. Yeah. And, yeah. and they hung out with uh, Sean Hayes, who played Jack, and 
Megan okay. Mullally was there. Okay, I know Megan Mullally because she's like fun drunk friend, right? Yeah, yeah, she was, yeah. yeah. Fun drunk girlfriend. Sometime we'll watch through yeah. Will and Grace. If nothing else, because it has amazing like guest stars who do guest roles throughout the entire thing. Ah, oh, man, yeah. Including Jeff Goldblum. I wonder if they did that around the same time that they did uh, Holy Man. Eric McCormick and Jeff Goldblum and Will and Grace and Holy Man. Quite possibly. Because I know that uh, Chandler, you know, uh, uh, what's uh, Friends with the Matthew... Not David Schwimmer. No, not David Schwimmer. Um, Matthew McConaughey. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> no, no, you know, uh, Bruce Willis and Matthew Lillard. Why can't I think of everyone Matt's name except the one I'm looking for? Oh, um, I can't even think of Matt. LeBlanc. I know two of the men from uh, Friends, and it's David Schwimmer and Matt LeBlanc. And the third one is Ross is the character name, right? The David Schwimmer is uh, is uh, is uh, Ross. So. Okay. Wow, I am so Matt, Matt LeBlanc. Like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, David I'm, Schwimmer. I am losing my mind. Yeah, losing um, Matthew Perry. Thank Matthew you, Perry, Jesus. right? God. HMS Matthew why Perry. I, why could I not remember? I'm doing Matthew, the Matthew Perry face. The Matthew Perry's mind in my mind was replaced by Matthew Berry. Oh, okay. Matthew, not Matthew Berry, because Matthew Berry is a fantasy football analyst. But Matt Berry. Yeah. Matt Berry, who played Douglas on the IT crowd. Okay. And was also in the second SpongeBob movie. No, say Douglas. Douglas. No, no, Douglas. Oh, it's not a good commando name. Ah, uh, fine. Firebird. Uh, this is this has really devolved into me free associating Wikipediaing things in my mind, and then when I can't think of them, actually Wikipediaing them. We'll put all the non-magic stuff, you know, for, up for the Patreons. You know, yeah. When when we get when we you know ramp up the the Patreon. Well, when we have Patreons, the, the, do, we'll do a bonus episode just of rambling, and then keep the main show just to magic. I, so if you want the yeah. show to be just magic and not rambling, just and want magic. a separate show that's just rambling, please donate today. I love how Mary Cagle refers to Patreon supporters as the Patrimons. Ah, yes. Patrimon. But there, there was a... The Pokemon Short and Shield Direct was today. Oh, man. I haven't watched it yet. Now, who is... Who replaced uh, Precious Iwata? Uh, Doug Bowser. Oh, that's right. Okay, well, so Well, no, Doug Bowser didn't replace him. No, uh, someone else is doing Doug the Doug Bowser Direct. replaced Reggie. That's I'm right, yeah. Auto-filled yeah. Reggie. That's right, yeah. Doug Bowser Zawada replaced... Zawada was replaced a while ago. Reggie, yeah. But my, Reggie just Reggie, retired. My body is ago. Reggie Phil Ami. Yeah, Reggie retired a couple months ago. That's well, right. he, he announced his retirement a couple months ago. Yeah. And... Uh, Doug Bowser took his place. He's uh, yeah. Enough. Okay, the story is gonna be like like you know they'll come back and they're like Reggie, we need you, and he'll be out in like a cabin in the woods in, in Montana or something all ripped and have like a beard and he'll be chopping wood and be like Reggie, we need you. He's like no, I'm 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 done. I'm out of the you know Nintendo I'm Direct with that, you know uh, announcement game and they're like no, you don't get it. There's some big you know insert incredible thing and he's like damn it. Just when I thought I'm out, they pull him back and he rips off his fake beard and he's like all right. Could be, could be, or. We, uh, once we get to, I don't know, who would it be? Doug Bowser, maybe? Once we get to know Doug Bowser, we'll get to know Doug Bowser, and then they'll do a, uh, <laughs> I, that's what they should do at this year's E3 for their direct, even though they've probably already filmed it. They should do a, uh, I was going to say they should do a, uh, a recreation of that scene from Star Trek Generations between Kirk and Picard, except Reggie is Kirk, and then Doug Bowser is Picard. <laughs> 
That would be perfect. And they both Reggie and 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 and, and Bowser Doug would both be wearing Starfleet uniforms. They could be. I mean, well, I mean, I guess in the in that Kirk isn't wearing a Starfleet uniform. Oh, so yeah, one of them wouldn't. That was be the last time you saw Star Trek Generations. Tuvok's there, but he's a human man. Uh, General Pepper, Star Fox sixty four dot wav. Wow. We learned a lot of fun facts today. Let's see, what do we do? Uh, white black deck, second iteration. Modern Horizons. You want to talk about Modern Horizons? I could, yeah. Modern Horizons is in the vein of Eternal Masters and Iconic Masters and Vintage Masters and the other Master sets, which are sort of a greatest hits of magic, which is an incredible mental image. Uh, Modern Horizons is a set that will skip standard legality and jump right to Modern. Um, modern being a, a smaller selection of sets for tournaments and, and such like. Um, but it's basically... It is a set that was designed to kind of alter or slash uh, fix the modern environment. And it's got a lot of crazy power level cards, such as the new Urza... What is it? Um, Urza Supreme Artificer. Um, and Urza has never had... Yeah, Urza is one of the oldest characters in Magic. And him and his brother Mishra got in this big war, a lot of artifacts, and kind of blew up Dominaria, which is the, the, the main plane that everything was taking place on and so now urza has his own card uh basically he turns all your artifacts into mana rocks and so all your artifacts tap for blue um he, he can do a bunch of ridiculous stuff uh, you know he has an etb trigger that's pretty bonkers Ooh. um saucy it, it's yeah it's it's quite saucy like it sounds intense you put him in a commander deck and and it's pretty it's hard you know, it's it, it's going to be pretty OP. Oh, pretty like, hard to stop. Yeah. Oh. It's like he comes into play, he makes a 1-1 construct creature, to- artifact creature token, um, and then he... It's all like your, the yeah. blue eyes, white yeah. dragon. <laughs> pretty much. Or the red eyes, the, black dragon. The blue eyes, white bearded artificer. Ah. Or and Exodia. Then, yeah. And then, and then he has another ability where... Uh, uh, I can't quite remember it, but it's... Uh, I think it has to do with like exiling cards from your library and then casting them without paying their mana cost. That's pretty mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, I could be com- completely wrong. I mean, the exiling part kind of sucks, but if you're paying them without mana cost, that could really come in handy in tough situations. Yeah, there's a lot of things that are like... He's a pinch hitter. Like, exile them as the spell's resolving and then put them in your graveyard. He was there's a lot of weird... Yeah. It's a clutch, clutch ability. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's the... Uh, that, that would be the Slim Jim play of the game right there. Oh, yeah! Yeah. Has it been long enough? Long enough for what? Is it okay? To do an impression Slim of Macho Jim. Man since he's dead? Sure. Okay. Yeah, we could do impressions of Macho Man. Why not? We can move forward with the bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bonesaw is ready. Bonesaw is ready. There's, there's actually a magic card called Bonesaw. Is it and ready? It, it doesn't cost very. It doesn't do very much, but it doesn't cost very much, and it's mostly good in your artifact commander deck. That sounds like a legit bone that trigger. saw. Yeah, sounds thing, like the effect of a legit bone saw in the world that, of magic. Yeah, not like a bone saw who is ready. Yeah, exactly. Who fights Spider-Man. Although, although bone saw is ready. Bone saw is ready to fight Spider-Man and lose and set up the death of Uncle Ben. Over something valuable. A yeah. car he wanted to impress Mary Jane because he was selfish and he should feel guilty. Yeah. Not some chocolate milk like another movie I know. Yeah. The Amazing Spider-Man. He was so amazing he got Uncle Ben killed over some chocolate milk. 
The Amazing Spider-Man. What a terrible, terrible movie and a terrible man. <laughs> anyway, Modern Horizons. Yeah. yeah. So. yeah. That, that sounds awesome. I like the thing. Where yeah. Again, the exiling, a little extreme, but if, if, you, if you don't have to use anything to do it, yeah. if you can do it all for free, that sounds great. Yeah. Um, I sometimes refer to it as Moho. Moho! Um, which, which I like. I'm, I'm very pleased with. Oh, the other thing I'm pleased with is when another uh, well-known Magic the Gathering podcast was t- doing nicknames for War of the Spark, uh, Sarkhan the Masterless came up, and they did the joke. Before I had seen the podcast, I made a joke about Sarkhan and, and like a Trogdor joke. Trogdor! Like, Sarkhan was a man. Oh, yeah. A man where he had dragon hands. Dragon hands! And so they did that joke. Yeah, and then I watched the nickname podcast for War of the Spark, and they did the Trogdor joke, and it made me very pleased. Ah. Well, since you plugged yet another show on my show, it's time for us to wrap down, so I'll leave you with this. Modern Horizons for you and for me. If you want to blow up Dominaria, we can do it. Yes, we can. I'm making it just different enough to not get sued by Disney, who doesn't care because they like to pretend Horizons doesn't exist, except for when they want to make money off of it. That's fair. But I do feel like we've accomplished our goal today here I on think Collected so, yeah. Sorceries. I believe so. I feel like we've brought all of the entertainment to the people and quite a few things they didn't ask for. The people who need it the most. The people who need it the most. And we did win trivia last week, so we got to go spend that sweet, sweet reward on more trivia the this week. sweet, sweet trivia cash. Got any final words you'd like to say on this episode of Collected Sorceries? Uh, yes, I'm excited to investigate our friend's mystery box of magic cards. Mystery box. The booster pack of War of the Spark could be, could, you know, is War of the Spark, but the mystery box could be anything. Even a box. Even a box. Or a boat. <clears throat> is there a black lotus? Is there a, an alpha near mint black lotus? White border? Possibly. Is there some OG dual lands? Who knows? I don't know. I don't know at all. Yeah. But we'll find out next time on Collected Sorceries, a Magic the Gathering podcast. <laughs>